0: the breakfast flakes podcast brought to you by the blue cat bar and grill next to the roadside event
1: center in Hudley. the blue cat it's where it's at You probably heard us talking about our company it's not just a radio company it's a digital company so that's why the emphasis on articles that go on the internet they go on our facebook page they go on our website uh, they keep track of how many views each article gets and that kind of stuff and of course paul and i kind of feel like the red-headed stepkids because we don't think broadcast gets the attention it deserves. And every time I ask our general manager this week about the transmitter being on low power, he really acts like I'm bugging him. <laughs> I said, well, I know this is going to blow your mind, but there's there's people that live here that don't have smartphones. They listen. They, people listen to the radio here. And I've always said this with, uh, with consultants, especially with this company, when they started making us uh, make the digital push. I said, you live... In a major metropolis, you live in a major city, a major market, and a good percentage of people there have smartphones. Here in Billings, we still got people pulling over at noon, double-checking to make sure Paul Harvey's really not on the radio anymore. It's just, uh, it's a different animal out here, and I know they don't get it. And even in our time, people have evolved, but there's still, uh... I had a couple birthdays uh, on Tuesday from gals whose husbands are not on the internet. My husband doesn't do Facebook. I'm like, wow, I am jealous of that. There was a song by Earl Thomas Conley called That Was a Close One. Folks, that dog that they brought in yesterday for Wet Nose Wednesday. Oh. For both Paul and I, that was a close one. Oh, what yeah. a fabulous dog that was. Poor guy. I know. Got abandoned in the mountains. You can tell he'd been abused. And he just he just wants to love somebody. That's all he wants. And rode down in the elevator with him, and, he, you know, he puts his paw on your foot. You know,
0: and it's, uh,
1: it's by no fault of their own, uh, a
0: lot of the executives here at the company. You know, I like our company. I like working here. It's it, a great it's company. It's a great
1: company to work for.
0: But to no fault of their own, I, I think that upstairs in management back in New York and down in Texas— I don't think they quite understand the impact
1: of ruralness on radio. I agree. I absolutely agree. It's a it's a different animal out here in the West. If if you have a, a if you
0: have a station in a place like uh, like a Chicago or a San Antonio or or. You know, even Tampa, Fort Lauderdale. I mean, pick one. It's a whole different animal because there's such a high concentration of people within that city. Right. And they target that. Mm -hmm. All the activity is a city-centered hub type activity. When you get to rural areas, it's different. Um, We got places, and this would be hard for them to believe, we have places in Montana. Your cell phones are worthless. Yeah. Still. On the interstate yeah. in Montana. Mm-hmm. And they don't know that. They don't understand that. The a lot of times radio is the connector and not the phone. Not the computer in Montana. No. It's it's we're because we have a vast amount of ruralness in Montana or Dakota, Wyoming, Idaho. Look, I mean even places like Nevada uh there are still areas in the nation that aren't city-fied. and we are one of them. And we have people I I've got a I got a email from one of our buddies up by Lewistown, what's wrong? You know, I mean they're just coming in right and left. And uh they rely on that and they like it. It's entertainment. A lot of them don't understand. Look, these people would rather would rather listen to us and our entertainment and our information and the things that we talk about than than go to TikTok and and, and see the girl with two water balloons in a wet shirt jumping <laughs> up and down. You talk so much about her. I'd like to see that. Yeah, one. <laughs> you know, I mean, they'd rather do that here. So much of the target audience that they want to engage. Is sixteen to thirty five. Uh they're heavy phone users.
1: Heavy phone users. Heavy phone users more likely to buy things on their phone. Right. All that. That that's why the songs get programmed after ten A. M. Uh, We're at we're after the young consumer. I talked to a financial gal the other
0: day and, and uh and I said, you know, I don't do anything on my phone. No banking, no business transitions. I don't order items on my, nothing, not one thing on my phone except text and talk mm-hmm. and look at the weather. Yeah. And she said, you're smart. Um, you can. Oh, there's encryption and there's safety and blah, blah,
1: whatever. It's mm-hmm. a free country and you can mm-hmm. do what you want. And you can say that and you can be confident in that. But can you prove that? Because I can't, and I don't know anybody that can that can prove that that your phone is safe.
0: oh, well, remember you made fun of me for years of my conspiracy theory about these guys watching you, and mm-hmm. then then we find out about what they they learned from your direct TV thing and um all kinds of stuff so uh but it's just uh we're different out here mm-hmm. and in fact, that's what makes it for a lot of us. More appealing, yeah. Is we're different, yeah. We're just different, and it's a good kind of different, if you ask me. And I know a lot of you folks think the same way. Yep. It's a good kind of different. Look, my son, my son Jake, GQ man. I mean, oh yeah, styling, state of the art, uh, into technology, orthopedic surgeon. He's in LA, and him and his wife are out there. And Mark, they cannot wait to get back to someplace in the northwest. Mm-hmm. Even considering Billings, Bozeman, Boise, uh places like that, just something away from the rat race. Out of out of that. Mm-hmm. Out of that.
1: Yeah. There's just something about where we're at, folks. I got to uh I got to throw up a, a BS flag. Huh? Cuz while you were talking about cell coverage, I googled it and T-Mobile has got a coverage map of 5G and 4G across the united states and i look at montana and they've got uh they got it colored in our interstate all the way across the state i-90 going across the state you do not get cell coverage the whole way across no you don't and then uh i'm from great falls so when i drive to great falls you know what i do at harlow i check my messages because there's there's no cell service right
0: it's crazy Mm -hmm. i got no service cell service out in my area for a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. a lot of places um but along the, that's one thing about North Dakota. They have border to border interstate cell phone service, border to border. I should have brought that up yesterday with the governor. Um, but it's a different world out here, and I like it. I
1: like it. I'll usually take note of who's on the marquee at the pub station for musical acts that are coming. And one of them listed this morning was Parker Millsap, who. I had to look up when I got here because I'm just, I'm out of the loop now on all these younger artists and he's 21 and he's, uh, he's some sort of big deal with the kids, but he's not related to Ronnie Millsap. Huh?
0: Not very often in music, you have people that have the same names mm-hmm. purposely. They, they've done that.
1: Right. Cause yeah, they, they want you to change your name. Right. Huh.
0: Huh. Huh. boy we had a heck of a day yesterday too bad we were on low power we had all kinds of people in
1: uh yesterday other radio stations play it pay attention to monday through wednesday with mark and paul bought another metal detector for shepherd hmm. wrote a thousand dollar check to our emily pennington scholarship winner mm-hmm. had the county commissioner in talking about a very hot hotly debated topic about privatization of Metra. And then the governor and his wife, Susan, stopped by mm-hmm. for a little visit. Had Sam in from ChemNet. We talked about drugs in the workplace. Uh, did you write your article about that yesterday? Kind of. Okay, because I, I, after I got home, I'll, I'll check messages on my phone, and there's a couple messages wanting more information, because that's an interesting topic. That's a,
0: that's a great conference. Yep. That's a great symposium. I, I talked about it in my article. I don't know if, uh, if Rachel... Uh, God bless her. She has enough to do. I don't know if she put a link on there to the information or not. Look how we're talking, Mark. Link. Ten years ago, a (laughs) link was something you put in a pan on Sunday morning and have with your sausage. A link
1: link used to be my second favorite kind of sausage. Right.
0: Exactly. (laughs) He likes the patty kind, not the link. I told Mark it's because of the shape. He just can't handle the shape.
1: No, but completely different taste.
0: So... Yeah, busy day.
1: In review,
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna rate I'm gonna rate our interviews yesterday. Uh, let's start with the governor. Let's start with the top. I asked him three questions yesterday. Uh, very happy with one answer. Uh, milk toast on the second one, and. Disappointed on the third one. And you folks know I'm honest. And I'm honest with the governor, too. He knows that when he comes in. Yes, he does. He knows that. His wife knows it, too. The one thing I was very happy with... Let's start with the best. The one thing I was very happy with that we talked about yesterday was the surplus. And uh, the legislature and the governor trying to figure out to do with, uh, with the surplus. And I was very pleased with his answer that it should go back. Mm-hmm. And not only, but he did make a great, valid, smart economic point. And that is, it should not go back, though he doesn't believe in the form of just cash, because we have such an inflation problem right now. And you know we're—he said we're about 130 to 140 million dollars surplus. So he said what he would rather do is cut taxes and make them permanent, uh, which I don't think Montana people would have a problem with. No kidding, to cut your taxes, but no matter—he said no matter what they do, it should go back. So that was, I was happy to hear that. And he's absolutely right. In fact, I got an article. I got an article here today. State governments flush with money, returning billions of dollars to their residents. 31 states this year have already enacted tax cuts or rebates. 31 likely to grow. Missouri and Idaho are having their special sessions starting today. Um, Democrat states have been leaning towards a targeted tax break. In other words, the Democrat states get to pick which demographic they want to get the money back. A typical Democrat thing. So the people who pay hardly any are going to get the most money in the mailbox from the Democrats. Such crap. That's how they do it. Republic. It says here, Republican states have enacted permanent income tax rate reductions. That's the way they're going. And that's the way our governor wants to go. So we'll see what happens there. So I was, okay, I was happy with that one. Second question. Second question I asked him. uh, Dealt with academic standards and achievement levels that are necessary for our high school students before they graduate. Mm Mm-hmm what can we do? Disappointing, alarming that in Montana, the quality of student that we are putting out right now is awful. Only 30%, less than 30% of the kids that are graduating from our high schools are proficient in math. Okay. That's awful. They can't read at their grade level. That's awful. And I told, I asked him, why can't, why can't we set an academic standard or a certain level of achievement that our high school students have to reach before we push them out into the real world, push them out into society when they clearly are not prepared yet for that. Mm -hmm. And his answer was, and I will defend him on this. A lot of that comes from OPI, the Office of Public Instruction. He said they're the ones. Well, then, if that's the case, we need to get the people involved there, Elsie Arnson and others. We need, to, we need to get them on it. But his one answer was, you know, we passed legislation last year to increase teacher pay uh, because we, uh, our teacher pay... Lacked behind other states, and it did. There's a lot of things we lack behind other states besides just teacher pay, folks. Um, there's a lot of pay in the state of Montana that lacks behind the national average, besides just teacher pay. That's a good point. So, okay, I get it. So, it enables us to bring in teachers. To Montana. Well, that's wonderful. But are these teachers that we're bringing in, are they moving here because now we offer higher pay? Or are we bringing them in because their proficiency in their classrooms, wherever they were before, was at 80% and so we know they have the ability to do that with our students? Good point. Are
2: you a drink-slinging, food-servant expert? Then the Blue Cat Bar & Grill wants to talk to you. If you're an experienced bartender that doesn't drink on shift, great in the kitchen, a team player, and can think on your feet, this is the job for you. There's day, night, and weekend shifts available. The Blue Cat Bar & Grill, small-town hospitality that feels like home. It's a lot like being at Cheers. Apply today at the Blue Cat Bar & Grill, 139 Northern Avenue in Huntley. Ask for Pam or Randy.
0: That's when I was thinking, you know, so why are they coming here? Are they coming here just because they're salary jumpers or are they coming here because they know their classroom had an 80% proficiency in math and reading and they can help us that way? See, so I was disappointed in that answer. Higher pay, higher revenue in the schools does not equate to better test scores and better academic achievement. Otherwise, we'd all have straight-A students with the amount of money we've poured into them mm-hmm. over the last 30 years. It's a crisis. And and you and people should not get mad for someone like us bringing that up and wanting quality out of our student. Mm-hmm. And we are not folks doing them uh, a service at all by pushing them out in the society and they can't function. Like I said... If you cannot make a box of Kraft macaroni and cheese, you're not ready to get out of high school. No. Because you have to be able to read it. The instructions are basic. You have to use fractions. They talk about things like a quarter cup. You have to be able to read, figure out minutes and seconds. Mm -hmm. If you can't do that, you're not ready to graduate. So I was kind of disappointed there. Third one... Third question yesterday, in case you missed the interview, I I think the governor thinks that I was just trying to have fun and lighten up things a little bit when I asked him about the devastating problem we have in Montana with prairie dogs. Mm-hmm. And I was deadly serious. Mm-hmm. Folks, they are devastating our state, ruining our beautiful ranges and native pastures and landscape beyond repair, and we get no help. Nothing from fish, wildlife, and parks are no one that's supposed to be protecting and, and preserving our valuable lands. We There's a picture in the paper today. There's a bunch of people up. They're repairing a trail in Gallatin County because of the rain that we had when it flooded. It washed it out, moved debris on it. They're spending $3 million repairing this trail. Tr- that trail was so important, but we got prairie dogs that are leaving, that are leaving our state unrepairable. Mm-hmm. And I was deadly serious, and he talked about, "Oh, we need to go out and shoot some." And talked about they had a bounty in the 18th. Great, but I, I think, I think he didn't think I was serious. And folks, I am dead serious about that. I thought yesterday I was moving my tractor down to my cows and stuff. I got to start. Uh, that's a whole different animal. Um. But I, I thought yesterday on myself, I probably have, I'll bet you if you add it all up, I have
1: probably a 1,000 acres of prairie dogs. Good grief. Oh, yeah. Easy. Well, I, I, I know just the part down by your cows yeah. is the worst I've ever seen.
0: Yeah. I got probably a 1,000 acres of prairie dogs. Okay. So now, if you were a product of our school system- a few 30 years ago, you'll be able to follow along with this math, all right? So just think, here's old Paul. Here's the old radio guy, you know, uh, doesn't know crap. He's got a thousand acres of prairie dogs. Just think of this now, the vastness of Montana. If we have, if there are 1,000 ranchers in the state of Montana, if there's 1,000 ranchers in the state of Montana that are like me, And there are Mm -hmm. easily. That's one million acres. We we only have forty three million acres in Montana, and half of that is covered by homes and backyards. So if if there's only a thousand guys like me, that's a million acres. Mm -hmm. And it's growing. It's growing by leaps and bounds Mm -hmm. every day. And we do nothing, folks. We're gonna let and then we have the Democrats telling us you need two crops a year. You need to raise more beef, more hamburger, and this is the kind of stuff we deal with. It's an awful problem. And I think he just kind of blew me off yesterday on that one. But I'm
1: deadly serious, folks. And it's an awful problem. And before you call, Paul's only got a thousand of these calls through the years. Well, you need a little help with them prairie dogs. You let me know. I know.
0: (laughs) I can clean them out. I know you can, sharpshooter. (laughs) Yeah, well, you can't. No. You can't shoot them out. You just can't. They need to get the plague. F&P does everything they can to uh, to make sure the plague doesn't get into the prairie dogs. And that's what we need. They give birth control to wild horses.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But yet we let the prior prairie just see how many wild horses we could run if the prairie dogs weren't eating up the vast range lands that we had yeah it's an awful awful problem and i was deadly serious about it and i didn't think he took me seriously yesterday so anyway those were the three questions now getting back to another couple guests yesterday we had uh, don jones in and dan was in from the chamber and we talked about the privatization of Metropark. And you people don't get it. You people don't get it. Because I we have a bunch of emails and a bunch of comments that come in that say, what's in it for Don Jones? He needs to go. And we have a bunch of comments. John Oslin's just part of the good old boy network. He's never going to let that happen. Uh, the issue isn't about Dennis Pittman, Don Jones, or John Oslin. No, You people have to look... Past that. The issue is whether Yellowstone County and the taxpayers are getting their bang for the buck out of the Metro Park facilities. Are we running it as good as we can and efficiently as we can? And why are the taxpayers on the hook every year for a facility that is completely paid for and built? Mm-hmm. That's the question. The people involved. Or that's not the question. Why well, don't like him? He's moving here. He's got a skin. Why well, don't like him? You know, he's good old boy. He's down at Gussex all the time and blah. That is not the question. The question is, and I brought this up with Mark yesterday. If you people had to write a check like your direct TV bill, your phone bill every month for $25 to Metro Park because they needed that money to keep your recreational facility going and you got no tickets, nothing. No. Just $25 a month every month paid to the order of Mentor Park. Every resident that owns a property, $25 every month. You just send it in every month. That's what you're doing. That's what you're doing. So the question is, can we manage it better? Can we make it more efficient? Can we bring in more events? Can we lower the burden on taxpayer? That is the issue. It's not about the guys in the commission seats you got to get past that. That is not the issue. That's exactly what we saw with President Trump. Well, I don't like his mean tweets. He says things bad about the press. That wasn't the issue. Was the economy good? Did we have $2 gas? Was the world at peace? Was unemployment great among black and Hispanics in America? Were we getting the money we need to repair our roads? All of those kind of things. Mm -hmm. Was the border secure? Mm -hmm. Those were the issues. Not whether or not you liked him. I can't stand his hair. That wasn't the issue. Mm -hmm. Use your freaking brain. That's the issue. And no decision has been made. They need to, and, and there is no harm, folks, for looking at it. To run things better, Mm -hmm. more efficiently. We do it with our own budgets every day. Every family does it every day. We look at ourselves. What can we do better? What can I save money on? Where can I invest my money? What am I going to do for my family? We do it every day. Mm -hmm. Why don't we demand that with our public facilities and recreational centers? We should. Absolutely. It's their duty to look at it. It's their duty to look at it, run it efficiently, And represent the people of this county when it comes to taxes. That's their duty. Doesn't matter if you don't like them or not. That's not the issue here. You got to get by that. And then Sam with ChemNet. Drugs and substance abuse in the workplace. We had her yesterday. Folks, I'm telling you, that symposium coming up in September, the Northern Hotel, if you got a business or you have an employee, just one, anywhere, you should be there. Yeah, you're exactly right. Drugs now, drugs, talking about it for years, have, inf- I mean, folks, 50% of the people that you see every day are on some drug. They're on something. A painkiller, dope, meth. Anything, they're on it and it's growing, and our youth are getting it. And these people have to work. They either have to work or steal to buy drugs. Right. And if they are under the influence at all and something happens at your business, guess what? You are in big
1: doo doo. And stand to lose everything.
0: Everything. You got to go to that symposium. You got a construction company, you got people stocking shelves in your store, or giving change back, or preparing food, anything, one mistake they make because they were under the influence, and you're toast. Toast. Too many ambulance chasing lawyers out Mm -hmm. there. You're toast. You got it. You should go to that. You know, a lot of people ask me all the time, how come I don't have
2: help? When you're looking for the perfect location to host your special event, your first choice should be the Roadside Event Center. They offer a rustic and charming atmosphere and are an exceptional choice for weddings, reunions, graduation parties, anniversaries, and corporate events. Whether it's a cozy indoor party or an outdoor event, the Roadside Event Center can accommodate and they have a covered patio and a fully stocked bar. Check out Huntley's premier event center at roadsideeventcenter.com. That's r h o a d RoadsideEventCenter.com. dot com. You pay a lot. Of, uh, wh-
0: my reasons even different. Not so much liability for if they hurt someone else or wreck into somebody. Mine is my own equipment, my mm-hmm. own investment. Yeah. Inexperience. Somebody comes in, they're hungover, they're 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 on smoke dope the night before, and they're still loose. Mm-hmm. Remember that was what we talked about in high school all the time. Um Man, you're getting loose, aren't
1: you? <laughs>
0: but uh, you're liable now. Yeah. Very important. That's coming up in September, by the way. I got the information here if you want to write it down. Substance abuse in the workplace September 29th, 9 to 5 at the Northern Hotel. You get a big lunch there. They're going to have all kinds of speakers. Uh, the drug detection dog will be there, K316 detection. We you know, we had Brandon in, we helped him get going um marijuana in the workplace uh the DEA uh Stacy the DEA agent here in town Stacy Britton uh, Brittain, actually will be there she had some eye-opening stories when we had her in one day and um i mean really or send somebody there send your assistant manager there or somebody right. if you if, i mean
1: somebody you you will learn something valuable for your business and then yesterday, also, kind of a follow-up
0: here, you know. And I asked the governor about our achievement levels and academic standards. And uh, folks, you, you, you won't find a bigger advocate for education than me. Uh, all my kids, I mean, you just won't. It's that important. Got this today from Associated Press, August. Oh well, this was it came in last night at eleven o seven p.m. Five hundred and fifty-nine words from Colin Binkley. The education writer for the Associated Press. Headline, reading and math scores fall sharply, especially during the pandemic. Reading scores for, for instance, reading scores for America's nine-year-olds. What's a nine-year-old? Third grade? Yeah, right in there. Reading scores among that age group saw their largest decrease in 30 years. Math scores among third graders had their first decrease in the history of testing. Now, you also have to remember, folks, at that age, seven, eight, nine, that is the easiest levels of math and reading. Exactly. You're learning how to pronounce sounds. Uh, you know, they give you pictures of apples. And they and they show two apples and show three more apples and you have to count how many apples and and you count them. Remember that one, two, three, four, five. Those are the early stages of math. Those are the those are the easiest stages of math to learn. Vowel sounds and counting mm-hmm. fell dramatically. Reading scores saw their largest decrease in 30 years. Reading, reading. They didn't do a lot of standardized testing either during the early days of the pandemic. Because why? Because we had people, liberals, who decided to shut down the entire systems on false science. Mm -hmm. Well, we know what the false science is now. They actually knew back then, but it didn't matter. It was a control thing for them. And so our students suffered even more. The study reflects two years of upheaval in American education as schools shut down, worrying about virus outbreaks among kids, the least vulnerable age group to have problems with COVID. Just in math alone, the average score for that age group fell seven points, seven points in just two years geographically geographically all regions all regions saw decreases in math and reading scores the northeast the midwest the west and the south outcomes were all similar in those areas for reading except the west where there wasn't a difference compared to 2020
1: yes mark you were going to say something i got a message Had a senior meeting last night in Columbus, found this interesting. Colleges in Montana joined a growing national trend of ending ACT, SAT test score requirements as part of the admissions process.
0: And you know why?
1: Here, this
0: is, this just adds more problems. This is why. Less than 30% of our graduates can get an ACT score, folks, high enough to get into a college. Less than 30%. And so what does that mean for the colleges? So are the colleges putting, putting the student first? Nope. They need students and money. Mm-hmm. And they know that student loans are guaranteed. That's right. We've just had that debacle. And so come on in baby, take your coat off. Come on in. We, we bring them in, get the money, bring it into our university. The student is nowhere even prepared. Can't even pass the test to get in, but we're going to drop that now. We're going to drop it. How come nobody is upset about this, but me? Mm -hmm. You don't see it in the Gazette? What about Mr. Buchanan who has all the answers? You know, the best financial guy in the world. I mean, he should auction off a lunch like Warren Buffett. You know, the guy running who's trying to screw up the congressional race. Where's he at on this? Hmm? Have you heard a peep from him? Have you heard a peep from Monica Trinnell on this? On the dismal performance of our educational system? Hmm? What about Joe Biden? Joe Biden couldn't make a box of macaroni and cheese. That pervert screwing up the country right and left, smelling the hair of young girls, crooked as a ram's horn, taking China money. Where's he on education? And he's a union guy. Right. I am not making this up. This is right here, Mark. It's right here. People think I make this stuff up. I don't. I. I. I can't do that. That message it was just sent to Mark. You think, folks? You think that was made up? No. It should be an eye opener to you. Mm-hmm. But we need more money. And you know what we do to top it all off? You know what we do to top it all o- off, folks. We reward our administrators with $5.1 million of bonuses for their actions during COVID. And we just read the story about how all the test scores tanked. Boy, that's worth giving them bonuses, wasn't it? What the you know what? You should be pissed. You folks, you're not getting bang for your buck. They're welcome to come in anytime they want and defend the performances of the schools. We'll never see a Any Anytime. Of them. Defend it. Tout it. Celebrate it. Proclaim it a victory. Anything you want to do. So now we have colleges in Montana dropping ACT and SAT requirements because our students are graduating from high school and they're so. I, I'm not going to use the word I want to use, but they are so not prepared, right. they can't even pass the test. So rather than rather than remedy that, right, we're going to get rid of the test. Right. Keep that money coming in. That's right. Send your cards and letters, donations, keep that tuition coming in, folks. And by the way, the government will guarantee that they'll pay it for you and then down the road, don't worry about it, they'll forgive it. awful awful and one more thing before we move on to first news today i'm watching a weather channel last night cuz i like to know what's going on it's going to be hot climate change burning up we're doomed everything is going to hell no energy the world's going to melt Oceans are going to cover our cities. Blah blah blah. This and that. By the way, we have not have a named storm in the Atlantic since July second. A new all time record. Not one storm. Remember the doom and gloom, Mark? I do. We're gonna, it's going to be a devastating storm season because of climate change. They're wrong. They're lying. And I've got it right here. Mark, I want you. I want you to read this headline. On top of this article that I'm about to talk about, so people don't think I'm lying. What okay. does that say?
1: NASA admits that climate change occurs because of changes in Earth's solar orbit and not because of SUVs and fossil fuels. No, that's not true. Mark, would you read that one more time? <laughs> Still the same. NASA admits that climate change occurs because of changes in Earth's solar orbit and not because of SUVs and fossil fuels.
0: I don't care what NASA says. You're wrong. We're burning up. We're dead.
1: Do- See? See? going going back to the pandemic you two need to look at the science right look at the science of this they don't
0: care no no they're they're basing what's happening like i said well we just had a thousand year flood yeah that means it's happened 4.6 million times already as old as this climate and earth is for more than 60 years the national aeronautics and space administration or nasa Okay, did you hear that, climate people? For more than 60 years, they have known that the changes occurring to planetary weather patterns are completely natural and normal. Now, this is NASA. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter. I don't believe what you say. You bastards drive Ford pickups with diesels in them. That's what's doing it. We all got to have solar panels. We need wind energy towers stuck in the ground. We got to eliminate coal, fossil fuels, all that. No, we don't. It's right here. 60 years they have known this. But the space agency has chosen to let this man-made global warming thing persist and spread. 1958, to be precise, NASA first observed all the changes in the solar orbit of the Earth along with the alterations of the Earth's axial tilt, both responsible for what the climate scientists have dubbed the warming and cooling. That's right. That's right. Even in back in 2000, NASA published information on its Earth Observatory website, about the Milankovitch climate theory revealing that we're changing because of the tilt of the Earth and the activity on the sun. NASA even has the images here of the tilt of the Earth, the axial tilt, to degree of our shift on the axis and our rotational orientation, which, to put it in layman terms, changes which part of our hemisphere and our planet is pointed and tilted more greatly towards the sun. Mm-hmm. Folks, you know, you know, the ice, the ice down in Antarctica on the southern part that that's growing, but they don't talk about that. What, what part they talk about the stuff on the top, folks, that's the part that is tilted closer Mm-hmm. It's all right here. The biggest factor affecting the Earth's climate is the sun. We all knew that in school. Mm -hmm. Greatly impacting the seasonal extremes between our two hemispheres. They have a mathematical table. They have the degrees. They have the numbers. Everything that they have known. Then they published this in 1976 in the Journal of Science. That the theory proved accurate and it corresponded with the various periods of climate change that have occurred throughout our history, which, by the way, is 4.6 billion years old. Mm -hmm. Nope. Roundup coal mines doing it. Those oil wells at Glendive, your SUVs, and unless we all drive electric vehicles... And deprive ourselves of energy, quit getting stuff out of the ground. Look, th- look, we, we all agree, we, we need to take care of our planet. We, we need to do things right. We need to use fossil fuels and energies efficiently, effectively, cleanly. But the temperature, the vastness of our planet and world and, and solar systems is being determined by other things rather than... Whether or not your vehicle gets 22 miles a gallon or 30 miles a gallon. Mm -hmm. Whether or not Joe Biden and the Democrats passed a climate change bill or not. The sun and the earth doesn't give a freaking rat's ass what they pass. It's going to do what it's doing. Mm -hmm. And it's all there. It's all here. NASA, folks. NASA. You won't hear that. You won't hear it anywhere. I I have my own kids that would argue with that probably. I don't care. I don't believe it. We weren't taught that. Rather than embracing the truth, though, scientists and politicians go against science. And we know why they do. Money, politics, control, NASA, folks. NASA has known for 60 years that the weather patterns are natural and normal based on the earth's tilt and activity from the sun. Okay. Don't believe it. Write me a letter. It's not credible. I uber it. They said it's fake. I went to Facebook. Facebook said their, their fact checkers who worked at CNN said, we don't think that's entirely correct. Okay. Whatever. Screw the fact checkers. You know, where did they come from? What's their agenda? Where do we get this information? How do you know the truth, folks, anymore? Hell if I know. But that sounds pretty credible to me when NASA
1: says it. Mm-hmm. You well, know. and it's also, you know, not not everybody's buying the climate change. Oh, yeah. You know, guys like you and me don't. That's true. You know. That's true. But, again, what do you do about it?
0: Well, i tell you what you do. You call... You call the 75 to 80 million people in this country that that voted conservatively, you call them fascists, and, uh, you know, they're, they're look, even Hillary, She first she called us all deplorables. Mm-hmm. First we were, now, so really we're just a bunch of deplorable fascists, mm-hmm. is what we are. Um, but, uh, folks, we're going to keep bringing you that kind of stuff, because you won't hear it. You're not going to hear the other pot smokers on the air in this town telling you about the mass scores and reading scores and things like that. Uh, you're not going to hear about it. No concern whatsoever. We're concerned. They're your kids. They're your future. And we should all be concerned about it. All of it. And a lot of you are just concerned about the Kane Brown tickets. And we'll have those today, probably. Mm-hmm. I think we have Kane Brown tickets. Win them before you can buy them. I think so. So... I think I know what's coming up for game day today. (laughs) If I know Mark. You don't know me. Uh, uh, Kebabs. Did anybody say kebabs? I
1: know you. That's one word. See? Sorry, that's one word. First news coming up. Not sure what we're doing for game day yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: the Breakfast Flakes podcast brought to you by the Blue Cat Bar and Grill. Next to the Roadside Events Center in Hudley. The Blue Cat. It's where it's at.